Tonight, we have even more true Scary Mark stories from Morticians, Volume 2. Thanks to all that are already subscribed, but if you haven't already, be sure to hit that button. And let's see if we can break 80 likes for a long-awaited part 2 to the series. Anyway, without further ado, let's begin. Number 1 My brother is a mortician at a facility in New York, and one night when I was visiting, he asked if I wanted to go to work with him so I wouldn't be alone in his house. I reluctantly said yes, what's the worst that can happen, right? Boy, was I wrong. To start off with, this place was creepy as hell, dark and smelled funny. He said it was normal and it was probably the smell of the formaldehyde, so I just ignored it. After a little time of chit-chatting and catching up, he told me he needed to get to work, but I could stay in the little adjoined office and watch some TV, and so I did. The entrance to the morgue had swinging doors that you could hear when someone was coming in or out of them. He came to check on me a few times, so I heard them. After a few hours of being by myself, I started to doze off, when the sudden sound of the doors woke me up. Expecting for my brother to walk in and greet me, there was nothing. Again I started to fall asleep and yet again the loud doors went off. You couldn't tell if someone was coming in or out but they kept on swinging and didn't stop. Thinking my brother was playing a joke on me, I got up and went to tell him to stop, but to my surprise, there was only a little girl standing there, playing with the doors, pushing them. Hi, I told her. She looked at me and didn't say a word. One of the things that caught my eye was a pretty blue dress with a big pink ribbon she was wearing. Your dress is pretty, and the bow makes it stand out. Again, nothing. She looked down and started to run the opposite way, towards a lonesome hall. I thought the kid belonged to another employee, so I went back to my chair. Hours later, when my brother's shift was over, he finally woke me up to go back to his place. As we were driving, I started to tell him about the doors and the little girl with the cute blue dress and big pink ribbon. He slammed the brakes. What the hell? Why did you break? Tessa, he told with a chilling look in his eyes. Last night I did an autopsy on a little girl that drowned. She was wearing a blue dress with a pink ribbon. My blood ran cold and I've never been able to work with my brother ever again. Number 2 Well at night it can be a little creepy when you have to go to the mark. One night, myself and a co-worker were taking someone down to the morgue. Now let me explain, our morgue is a little freezer box that is in the basement and smells horrible. Plus it has a ramp to get into it. So she and I wheel the body down there and we push it up the ramp and then we argue over who is going to push the body in. Of course I lose, so I swing the freezer door open, push in the body and slam the door shut. We start to fill out our paperwork when we both look up at each other and she says to me, Did you hear that? I said, I, I think so. 
We both turned and looked directly at the door and got cold chills as the hair on our arms were standing straight up. It sounded like someone was crying out for help from inside the freezer. We both looked at each other and with tremendous fear we ran out. Days later I was telling one of my friends, who is also a nurse on our floor, about the story. She tells me that she had similar things happen to her in the morgue as well. To this day I will not go alone, and I try to get out there as fast as I can. Number 3 I used to work in tissue recovery. My least favourite part was prepping the donor for the recovery process, as it included shaving the arms and legs. Once we had a donor who was very freshly deceased. I held his hand to shave his arm, and his fingers curled around my hand as rigor mortis set in. Number 4 My first experience at work was when I first started my embalming career. I had just started my shift and was using a restroom in the back. When I came out, I heard what sounded like a girl sobbing and the sound of feet shuffling around on the floor. The floor was kind of gravely and had a distinct sound if you scooted your feet on it. The sound was coming from around the corner that led into a small room where we would store embalmed bodies ready to be delivered to the respective funeral home. I figured someone was upset and crying, so I snuck in, still hearing the sobbing. When I peeked around the corner, the room was empty. No living person in there. I noticed that there was only one body in there as well, a young girl. She shot herself in the side of the head. I wasn't scared per se, but I'm pretty sure you could audibly hear my heart beat. Number 5 When I go to work, that is all for me. It's just a job. I've really never had any feelings for the people I've worked on since that's what I've been there to do and of course, I didn't know them. But this particular day has been embedded in my head ever since. I had done countless autopsies before without a problem but came the day I was dreading, an autopsy on a child. It was a kid no older than a year old or so. It was really hard since I have a kid myself. As I worked on him, I was getting ready to wrap things up. I turned around and standing right there was a woman sobbing. I assumed it was the mother and I told her she couldn't be there. I asked her how she got in but no response. She left the room and a few minutes later another body came on the stretcher. It was the woman I had just seen. I guess she wanted to make sure the baby was okay. To this day no one believes me. But... I know what I saw. Number 6 This happened to me in a period of about a month or so. One of the hardest things I have to do in my line of duty is letting the family members in to identify the bodies. One particular day, I had to let some parents to identify their son who had passed in a car crash. Their daughter waited outside. The lady couldn't handle the pain of seeing her son that way so she broke out and I told her daughter to take her to the bathroom. Not even five minutes later, they both came back and tell me that they heard the young man's voice while they were in the stalls. 
I didn't know what to say, but I reassured her that he had passed away. A few days after the incident, I stayed in my office past midnight, when the lights started to flicker. Ignoring this, I kept working, when I heard a loud, help me, coming from inside one of the freezers. The same freezer where I had put the young man a few days ago. Help me, I heard again. I'm Jacob, the voice said. As astonished as I was to hear this, and yes, the man's name was indeed Jacob, I froze in my tracks and decided to open the door, as I suspected nothing was there but an empty slab. Blaming this on my lack of sleep, I went back to work and nothing happened until the following night. I went to the man's room, which is across the hall from the morgue, and while I was doing my business, a loud shriek came from the room, and yet again helped me, I'm Jacob. I came out as fast as I could and nothing was there. To this day, I wonder what would have happened if I had have asked Jacob what he needed help with. Number 7 I was heading home after a long night at work. I was exhausted and it had been a pretty heavy day. I don't know how I managed to get home, but I did. I had worked on a young woman that night. She had caught my attention since she had these beautiful green eyes. That night at my apartment, I kept having dreams about that woman, I don't know why. I kept seeing her running from something or someone, but I couldn't see who it was. After a while of running after her, I finally caught up to her and I asked her what she was running from. She told me, I'm running from my boyfriend, he wants to kill me. And the last thing I remember was seeing those big green eyes fade away in front of me. When I woke up the next day, the same woman was on my TV screen. They were looking for a boyfriend in connection with her murder. I never really told anyone about my experience, but I will never forget those beautiful big green eyes. Number 8 At times your imagination goes wild, especially if this is the first year working at a morgue and here is my experience. Sure, just like any other person, I enjoy horror movies, but I never thought of them as being real, especially when it comes to the supernatural. There had been a big accident somewhere nearby. I live in a small town, and it was the third month working there. So being one of the newbies, I had to show I was able to do this. It was a pile-up, and there were several bodies at once in the morgue. Since some of them came in as, well, pieces, and we had to put them back together like a puzzle. I don't want to get morbid, so I'll skip this part. After a long while of trying to figure things out, some of the other guys decided to go on a break. I decided to stay, since I really didn't know them. I kept working, and I actually thought I saw a forearm with a tattoo move a little bit. I thought to myself that it was my imagination, so I kept working. Next thing I know, I saw it move again. I decided to hell with it and kept looking at it, but nothing happened. I actually felt silly. I saw it move for a third time, and this time it really did move. Right there in front of my eyes. But how can this be possible? My co-workers busted through the doors and didn't say anything. Sometime later, one of them approached me and told me, Hey man, you got it wrong. 
I got what wrong? That piece, that, that arm, it doesn't belong to that body. Huh? See this forearm goes over there. It belongs to that body. I had actually made the mistake of misplacing the parts. And I guess I know it's silly to say. Maybe the arm was trying to tell me something. Thank you all for listening. I want to say that it's been my pleasure. But be sure to recommend me to friends and family if you like anyway. Um, and definitely leave a like and maybe even a comment about your favourite story. Anyway, I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening.